This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is the SM show, which is all about what's working and what's not in stocks and markets. I'm Julian Ng, together with Tan Chun Hang. Uh, today we have uh, Tu Chao Fa, executive chairman of Notion VTech. Uh, this is a stock that went up from 40 cent to 120 in the past six months. I wish I had bought into this stock. Uh, two is, of course, a market observer and investor. And today we will get some insights uh, of, of, of uh, your thoughts into the market, uh, too. Uh, first of all, how did, uh, on the subject of Notion VTech, how did it go up uh, so stupendously from 40 cent to 120? Good morning, Julian. Uh, morning to all the listeners. Um, if you go back into the, the history of Notion, actually, for the last three years, it wasn't performing that well. It was around hovering around 40 cents. Uh, the turnaround came around in 2016, after all the uh, financial derivative contracts were over, and we were actually turning around. And we thought it was a good time to do uh, investor relations on the, on the stock. At the point, forty cents in, in comparison to my net ten, tangible asset of a dollar ten, was totally undervalued and only reflecting the landed property of the company. So it was trading below NTA for the longest time, right? And that, that's not something that is surprising. Many many stocks uh, actually do trade below NTA, uh, uh, the net net tangible asset, which is the accounting value of uh, the assets as well as net asset value of the stock. So why why did it trade uh, below that for such a long time? Uh, we went through some difficult moments uh, in the past. We went through the Thai flood. We went through um, some poor investment decisions in the Australian silver mine. Uh, we were caught in the forex uh, derivative contracts. Uh, we lost quite heavily there. I like so you. Painful, I like you too. You're, you're such an honest man. <laughs> you're, coming, you're coming to terms now with all the mistakes. Yes. You call them mistakes as well. Sure, these were very uh, painful mistakes that we made, and um, and we have learned from it, obviously. And so what does that mean for your outlook then, for uh, in in particular the precision machining uh, industry then? Ah. Uh, uh, Going back to 2016 when we were doing the investor relations, uh, we were going through uh, a growth period. In the auto uh, braking segment, which we are supplying to Europe side and to the rest of the world, uh, we're seeing a 30% CAGR growth this year and into 2018. So we thought it's a good time to let the investors know that we are going through a growth phase. Actually. So for the uninitiated, uh, CAGR stands for Compounded Annual Growth Rate, uh, which in simple English means, wow, the growth is damn strong. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry about that. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> uh, Han, what, what do you think? Uh, this Is this kind of growth enough for you uh, to put a lot of well, money yeah, no, I your life saving I think I echo your sentiments and I wish you know, I had gotten into this at 40 cent no but uh, I mean the, then the question is with the kind of growth outlook though um, you know, one would think that that kind of rally in share prices isn't exactly sustainable right okay uh, besides the growth in the auto segment we were, we were moving some uh, we opened a new branch down in uh, Johor with two factories down there which we rented uh, in, the, in the late uh, quarter of 2016 and we brought in a new team of uh, engineers to drive business in the southern area and Singapore. So in that move, we are able to now bring in new businesses, new customers to our, to our, to our engineered products division. 
So how important was investor relations and you know, in terms of, you know, I mean, reaching out to these prospective investors? How, how much of a role did that play in that tripling of your share prices? I think it's absolutely important for a public company to be actively involved in investor relations if you are wanting to promote your stock and your business. Uh, if investors don't know what you're doing and your mm-hmm. outlook and the big picture, it's unlikely that they will invest in your stock. So in the past uh, six months, I've been actively speaking to fund managers, analysts, covering us, uh, and the media as well. So you are essentially the IR of your own company, which is very unusual because you're the executive chairman. Uh, usually people hire their own IR people. I, 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 I've been doing the IR uh, role for, from day one, so... The investors know me quite well, and I represent the company. Yeah. But as Julian pointed out, no, Mr. Tu, you are an honest man. So let's be honest here. What are the what are the risks? What are the, what's the downside uh, to uh, Notion VTech? Uh, always bear in mind. Uh, although we have, we tell you the upside, <clears throat> the new businesses uh, going forward, and, and we think we can grow uh, the business to a bigger uh, level. Uh, always remember, we are an export company. There are certain risks that you got to consider when you are investing in our stock. Make sure you are comfortable with the risk. We have a U.S. dollar uh, uh, weakening, uh, or rather the ringgit is strengthening. Uh, this will f- affect uh, exporter like us. Uh, or even like my raw material, which is aluminum. Aluminum prices have picked up from 1,005 to 1,950 a tonne. So... Bear in mind some of these risks. And executional risk, obviously, you have to consider that as well. Um, and <coughs> you, you know, these um, are my advice. Too, I, I, I am, uh, you know, I, I'm also an observer of the market and I always uh, look into the behavior of investors. And to me, they are supposed to be very clever, very savvy people, right? So I, I'm just wondering whether uh, there is a need for IR because eventually... Because investors are so clever, they would discover the stock, right? Like if you paid dividend yields of, for example, 20 30%, there's no way a stock would stay low. And this would eventually has to be discovered by investors. Why, why do you think that uh, the market has come to such a stage where we almost need what is uh, the PR version mm-hmm. of investors, right? I, I think that's a good question. Uh, Julian, I think a lot of uh, investors are caught and always thinking it's about PAT, which is profit after tax, and PE, which is uh, price to earning ratio. Uh, they they don't look into what we call uh, operating cash flow. Mm-hmm. If you look at Notion's uh, past, even in the bad of uh, worst of times, it was giving you thirty to forty million operating cash flow. Okay, but, but even that, investors should be clever enough to discover that. Why do we need investors to, generally, to point a direction for investors? I think investors depend a lot about uh, their emotion and they, they like to listen to tips uh, and they don't okay. like to do homework. So you're, you're talking about retail investors here? Uh, in general, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, would, would companies be able to afford an IR department? I mean, the, the, should the IR person, because since so much value is ascribed to the role of investor relations, should he get a cut of 
let's say if the market moves up 50, uh, if the stock moves up 50%, right? Then he gets a, the IR person gets a cut of that gain. Well, Julian, I wish it was true. <laughs> I would be a very rich man. <laughs> you are, you are, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what do you think? Should IR people get a cut of uh, the market gains? I don't think it should be that way because um, if you do that way, there could be some... Uh, uh, people who just play up a stock and, uh, and get, make a mix up. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you know, I mean, here you are going about with your own IR activities, right? I mean, doesn't that present an opportunity cost? You know, as opposed to you being able to focus your time, effort, and resources on you know, perhaps you know, making sure Notion VTech fulfills its you know, tremendous growth potential, right? Why bother going about doing your own IR? Why not just farm it out? Wouldn't it be more efficient that way? Uh, Han. Investors like to hear it from the horse's mouth. Mm. Most of the time, they like to hear it from owners. So if you were to just farm it to somebody else, it's unlikely that they, they will take you too seriously. They, even fund managers like to speak to the owners, and the principal like speak to me. Yeah. No, but uh, do you think that is the exception rather than the norm? You know, because you are, uh, you know, I mean, well, your, your uh, shares are about one ringgit twenty cent now, you know, are pretty or smaller compared to the big boys, right? So you have that luxury, whereas the big boys don't. Yeah. So I guess each company, each PLC, would have their own uh, strategy on how to do IR. Mm-hmm. Um, if it, I think the benefit of doing IR besides uh, the stock going out is. We managed to, uh, to get institutional investors coming in through the private placement, and we raised about 29.5 million recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of the rise in the stock, my Warren B became uh, in the money, and uh, we're seeing a lot of conversion of uh, Warren B into into the mother share, and we are able to raise another 25 to 35 million. Uh, depending on the conversion, I see. Right, just just from the co- conversion yeah. of the so warrants. So, with both placement and conversion of warrant, we are able to bring in something like about sixty-five million into the company, which now will be uh, will strengthen our financial position. Yeah, and that, that that would put you in a good position to actually expand further. But I w- I just wanted to go back to something that you mentioned earlier about the auto sector, right? A lot of changes uh, happening in the auto sector. You know, you have Donald Trump with his rhetoric about protecting American rights, American cars. China making decisions about uh, whether to allow foreigners to have more of a say in their domestic market. And in Malaysia, uh, which I suppose uh, is where a lot of your business is uh, focused, uh, the car sales have been very bleak uh, in the last one or two years. How does this affect the business of Notion VTech? Uh, for for us, um, the the car car growth in, in the world is is actually is around about three uh, percent overall. So it's not that uh, big, but they're a big ticket item. So typically, it's around about ninety five million cars are made in in, in the world. Um, we sell our products not to the car manufacturer but to the auto parts maker, mm. uh, big auto parts maker. They in turn sell it to the car makers. So obviously they are gain, gaining market share as well as a um, uh, real allocation of uh, projects to us. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of potential there. You're listening to the SNM show, which is all about stocks and markets, what working, what's working and what's not. And today we have Tu Chao Fa, who is the executive chairman of Notion VTech, which has gained from 40 cent to 120. And uh, coming up next, we would continue to seek uh, the insights of Mr. Tu into his observations of the market.
This is the SNM Show, and I'm Julian Ng, together with my colleague Tan Chun Han. And uh, today we have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Tu Chao Fa, who is the executive chairman of Notion VTech, a stock that has moved up from 40 cent to 120. So we were just uh, to talking about your meteoric rise in the share price of Notion VTech. And uh, also, I think people are looking for all sorts of ways to make money, right? Uh, to look for that holy grail. And uh, I guess one of those ways is uh, this idea of value investing, right? Uh, which is, I guess, your holy grail? Uh, thank you, Julian. Um, my, my investment for philosophy over the years has always been active investment in actual businesses. I, I have a, a, a As opposed to what? I, I mean, when you say actual businesses... Uh, I actually own uh, quite a lot of uh, uh, startups. Uh, okay. That, uh, both listed and, and unlisted. Uh, both listed and unlisted private companies, different uh, businesses. So uh, it's only lately that I look at uh, equity as a form of, um, of a longer-term investment. Yeah, I think the approach to equity uh, stock as an asset class, I think it's superior compared to a lot of other asset classes. Like technical investing? Uh, I don't believe in charting. <laughs> I'm not a chartist. So. No head and shoulders, uh, inverted head and shoulders and MACDs. Yeah, fundamentals. Huh. Fundamentals very important. Uh, looking for stock picking is very, very, very important. Looking for market leaders. Okay, so let, let's get over this idea of fundamental investing, I think, which is a discussion that you and I have had, Han. That's uh, right. what, what is fundamental investing, right? What's your idea of fundamental investing? What do you look at? Uh, obviously, you have to look for uh, proven horses. Obviously, uh, they have got proven track record. It's important they have a proven track record. In terms of sales, is it? In terms of operating cash flow. Hmm. Right, operating cash flow and their dividend policies. Okay. But then you would think that with these uh, proven horses, you know, they have been in the market for a while now. They have proven their worth. So perhaps the margins for growth is nowhere near, you know, compared to uh, say, uh, you know, one of these uh, green shoots, right? You know, so how do you find that balance then? You need to find a balance uh, in terms of uh, making sure that the the company still got earnings growth yeah. and is a market leader. So if it's got earnings growth, obviously you should partner. I think, I think your investments into unlisted companies uh, is very interesting because as far as the markets are concerned, the usual mantra is that market is very efficient, right? Uh, if you want to buy something on the cheap, why should the seller sell to you on the cheap? Because he has the same information as you do. But with unlisted companies, is it like a matter of just tricking them Right to into selling like tricking them uh, into buying an undervalued company. What what is it that makes the when you invest in an undervalued company? What is it, what is it that makes them sell to you? Uh, no, I, I normally don't buy into uh, un, uh, companies. I normally start it up. Uh, oh, you start the business in, yourself? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Most, most time they are startups. I mean to. Hamoy Milling in Indonesia. I've got an online uh, stockbroking firm in Australia. You do? Really? Uh, I've got restaurants down here. I'm into bird's nest farming. 
How many uh, businesses have you got in total? Yeah, wow. <laughs> Quite a lot. <laughs> so now uh, this, I'm, a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> wow. Now this raises another discussion that Julian and I often have as well on the morning run. You know, essentially because your core, so to speak, is in that precision machinery space, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, how do you justify, say, diversifying and you know taking on the risks associated with that versus sticking to what you know? Coming because ultimately you are still currently known as or most synonymous with Notion VTech, right? Yes, uh, most of my time is spent in Notion VTech. Uh, these are some some of my uh, pet projects, side projects. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you you um, look very wise, uh, uh, you know, and uh, I just look Sunny. You, you look you look very wise. So um, when when was it that you started your business, and you know what kind of advice? Uh, can you give people out there in terms of investing, uh, investing, especially along the lines of what you would term as value investing? Uh, okay. Um, in terms of uh, career-wise, obviously, I, I was in the corporate. I was in Simon Levy Plantations uh, in my early oh, okay. part of my, uh, my career. And uh, I went to Indonesia to build up my uh, Indonesian plantation company and saved some money, came back. Did uh, set up my own consultancy company and save up. You need to have some savings, some capital to do whatever you need to do. And when I was about uh, my 40s, I decided business is the way to go for me. Mm-hmm. So we still have hope, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Simon Dabi, that's interesting because uh, they are going through uh, some, uh, some very momentous uh, uh, moments as well. What do you think of that whole merger and 10 years later, subsequent demerger? As an investor, what do you like? Do you like to invest in conglomerate or do you, are, you, are you more positive about this demerger? Let me tell you about the fund managers out there, uh, their views. Mm. They don't like conglomerate. They like businesses that are single focus. So why did Sime Dabi merge then? Uh, I mean, were you in Sime Dabi at the time? Uh, yes, I um, in the old management uh, from the British time. Yeah. Was that a mistake? Was that a wrong move? Um, because the stock th- has not done very well over the last 10 years since that merger, right? I think, I think conglomerates has, uh, uh, is probably a little bit more difficult because of the size. Uh, when you have big size, big scale, it's not easy to manage uh, versus a single focus, a single division of uh, businesses. Um, it's not so simple to to run a big organization. But management inefficiencies aside, no, I mean, uh, what do you say to the value of diversification? Because you know, like yourself, you, know, you have gone about and diversified quite a bit. I mean, okay, fine. Granted, those are your personal side projects. But what about the value of you know being able to spread out the risks, you know, of uh, you, you know, for your entity? Yeah, in Ocean, we also do that. Uh, we okay. try and do within the same space. Our skill sets is in machining, so we stay focused in machining, mm-hmm. but. I shouldn't go into something like civil mine or gold mining or, or, or any other businesses that are not relevant to my skill set of my human uh, assets. And you're a practitioner in the palm oil space. Do you see a lot of uh, space within palm oil to you know, perhaps you know, move further up, uh, upstream, downstream? You know, is there a lot more space or is that pretty much saturated already? Uh, palm oil is pretty much separate. Uh, saturated business right. yeah. yeah. So, in your opinion, what is what is hot now? What would you invest in right now? Uh, I would go into uh, the digital ventures, obviously. Okay, listed I, or unlisted? You're, you're still uh, doing startups, unlisted, or? Unlisted, yeah. 
Uh, startups. But, okay, but in terms of uh, the people out there who don't have the capital to invest, uh, to, to invest in unlisted companies, what listed areas would you look at? Uh, okay, the other way is to invest in stocks, obviously. Uh, stock picking is important. Um, picking the right stock. Um, like, what's your rule of thumb? Like, what's your rule of thumb when picking these stocks? Make sure they are dividend paying. They have mm-hmm. earnings growth. They're market leaders. Uh, but you also need a segment that uh, they are turnaround. Okay, there are wise words there indeed. Uh, and really, thank you very much for joining us this morning. And that was Tu Chao Fa, Executive Chairman of Notion VTech, giving us some of his insights and opinions on how to invest. I'm Julian Ng, together with Tan Chun Han, on this week's episode of the SM Show, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.